You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hog of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 180 of East Central Indiana's favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by, uh, I guess we got uh, producer Chris. We've got uh, Cade Coger over there. And uh, I guess our permanent co-host, Zach Bertram, is here. I feel like I need to grow my hair out, like quaff it a little bit more like Dakota's just to fit in a little more. You didn't bring your bourbon. No. <laughs> and here's... Here's Cade, all, all without bourbon, expecting there, there was going to be bourbon. <laughs> there is no pen here, though, which is better than the normal, which is a just a beat-to-death pen that doesn't work anymore. Better than your your pen carcass. Yeah, usually there's a carcass of a pen. What are we talking about today, Fake Dakota? Uh, looks like we're going to do an election update. Um, we're going to get a harvest update from Cade because I told him genuinely I find it fascinating. He posted a video of how a combine works, and I still think it's magic. Um, <laughs> How could it be so big and yet so gentle? At I the wrote, same time? I wrote in at one time. And it's you should you you sit on you, his lap. No, it's got three <laughs> seats. It's got three seats and a refrigerator. Yeah, but you drive in. Corn goes in the front and immediately behind your head, corn kernels come out the back, and you're like, "What witchcraft is this? That this machine did all this." And then uh, we're going to find out about Tuck shopping with Guffy, which I can imagine is fantastic. Uh, Jeremiah, you knocked out a trilogy. I did. I did. It was not a good one, but I got it. I, dedication. I, I wanted to not, I want to talk about that. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about almost missing uh, Garth and Hank's birthday. That's you can't miss Garth's birthday. Garth likes to party. That's the story I hear. And then uh, there's going to be an airing of grievances apparently. So we're going to get yes. that out. Of this the is exactly the story, kind of part of the story I just talked about ahead of time. I forgot I stuck that in here. So we'll talk about that too. Uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. Here, we're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you will always learn something new. Uh, and you're going to learn all kinds of weird shit tonight. I promise that. Uh, hey, look, the uh, the chat already has links in it, uh, Zach. I know. I think he's a little triggered because he's jumping the gun on it. But we're, uh, we'll start off like we normally do, giving the Patreon thank yous. It's nice and comfortable in here, even though it was like frosty a couple days ago, and now it's 80 today. It's one of those summer, spring, winter, all in 24-hour kind of thing. I used our magic thermostat today from work, and I looked, and it was 67 in here. But it was 77% humidity. So I made the executive mm-hmm. decision of kicking the air conditioner on and telling the fan <laughs> to run just to try to dry out the air a little bit. I'm thankful for that. Even, even though it's a little bit chilled. So, uh, you know, Patreon people, people that contribute every month and keep the lights on and the air conditioning going when it, we get a little heat spike. Um, and if you donate more than $50 a month, you get your name mentioned. So we got Christy Avery, Chris Lamb, Anthony Meyer, and Jonathan Phillips. And then the links are already in there because Guffy's a little trigger happy. Uh, for the T-chip stores, we got BHOL 1, 2, 3, and 4, and the BHOL mug at the T-chip stores. 
So if you don't want to donate every month, you can go to those places and get some premium Boss Hog merchandise. Do you want to welcome the show. Uh, Councilwoman Betsy Mills, who uh, who has joined the uh, joined the Patreon yeah. in the last week or two? Oh, welcome Betsy Mills. So that's that's pretty exciting. We're glad to have uh, love Betsy's glad, glad to have her show. on board. She uh, she's busy being a councilwoman right now. I think they we we they trolled us. We uh, we used to talk about how they needed to be open and open to the public and do a great job of of making sure that we could all see what's going on in council meetings. And then the council decided to go ahead and counter program us. And once a month, their meetings are exactly during the podcast so that we can't be a part of it. Uh, weird how that happened, but we own Thursdays and we're keeping them. That's just the way it goes. You don't have to worry about you guys live live uh, streaming from there meetings like you guys used to i'm promised at some point they're gonna have uh they're gonna have some mics in there with uh with with video and it's gonna be available and and visible the city council did their meeting via zoom on monday and it was pretty hilarious because nothing's funnier than different backgrounds people are doing or just like where they put their phone because like one of them put their phone like down here they gave it's like really rudy giuliani angle it looked more like weekend at bernie's like i was like somebody needs to check on him make sure he's okay who was it it was, uh, I just, um, Jeff Hancock. Oh, Councilman Hancock. He eventually turns his, this camera off, but I mean, we, we've learned today that zoom can get you in trouble. So, uh, a, an off camera is a safe camera. That's the, that's, that's Throw something the over the thing. camera <laughs> Yes, or <laughs> cover or, it up or to cover that thing up. Keep, uh, keep everybody nice and tidy. Uh, people are saying they're grabbing their bourbon. Uh, producer Chris, do you want to go down the road to the liquor store? Do you want to make a, a bourbon run for Cade? He was promised bourbon. Uh, was he, he brought his bourbon cherries. <laughs> but was he promised bourbon? It was implied. He did leave it behind. Well, we know what Dakota does. And Dakota drank <laughs> all of the bourbon. The, this is the, the tragedy of the commons. When nobody owns the bourbon, anybody can have the bourbon. And then nobody replaces the bourbon because it was free bourbon. And then the guy that left the bourbon, it comes back and he's like, what? happened to the bourbon i brought my cherries and i got nothing and did you bring a ball of ice too yeah yeah it's just over there melting my own mason jar dude i'll give you a credit card why don't you go get some bourbon i mean i will i just need to know what to buy what what flavor you want what do you want (sighs) and remember i'm paying buffalo trace the little bottle though the bottle with the buffalo balls on You think I could get that at like the regular liquor store? Up oh here? yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Just keep it under twenty five bucks, and produce. Now, and officially, we have no producer now. You're on the clock. We're gonna start the clock. <laughs> We're gonna do this. This is gonna be great. Do you need to borrow my ID, or do you think yours will work? Uh, as soon as you leave this room, I'm gonna start this. Start the stopwatch. Welcome back, Guffy. The first you thing they did was give you a reason to leave. He's got, and he's got bitch work. Watch us online. All right, start. <laughs> We should have had uh, Dickon come. He would have brought some. He says need a delivery. He's offering <laughs> to bring it right now. Come back, Chris. It's too late. Um, well, we'll see. So we got the whole city council watching. Mike Guffey saying thanks. Uh, Here, I'll grab my mason jar. You're getting your mason jar. We're going to fill it on the air. Uh, what we're supposed to be talking about. Election update. Voting early. This has been, we, we had the League of Women Voters come on. We've talked about it. And I'm not mad at the world, Zach, but I'm, I'm a little questioning. Apparently it's, it's way up. Everybody, everybody is in a total panic and waiting in line for hours at a time to early vote. So I want to ask so far, I have not cast my ballot yet. I've not waited in line. I've not cast my ballot. Figured I got 12 hours on election day plus some extra time between now and then. I've not, I've not submitted to leaving my cell phone behind. 
and and the, going through the metal detectors to cast my ballot. Hours aren't convenient enough for me to have even gotten there yet. I've worked till four every day. That's the only spot. But yeah, I don't know. There's the people that here in town have been waiting an hour to to vote. And I, I saw that a dear leader posted on Facebook that normally they say about this time it's like you know five million or less people have cast early ballots, and this year they're estimating it's been thirty five million ballots have been cast already. So that's about one tenth of the country. Kate, have you voted yet? No. Are you going to vote? Yes. Yes. Probably right. still trying to decide. Probably the day. The day of. See, I should I wait? I I don't. Is it bad to wait? There are still policy decisions coming out, like right, like, <laughs> right. Like this week, Woody Myers and Don Rainwater both said who they're going to name for superintendent of public construction. What if one of those sucked? Mm-hmm. What if they? What if they do something in the debate next week that you go, "This is terrible." I know somebody what? that voted already, and then they watched the gubernatorial debate and were like, eh, "On their vote, yeah, mm-hmm. that can happen." That's that's why I'm like, why why would you? Do? The campaigns want you to vote for their candidate. Period. That's yeah. it. That's their number one objective. So it's, and they're going to harass you and say, Hey, Hey, go vote for my guy. Go vote for my guy. And as soon as they've got that vote in the mail and it's done, you can't take it back. It's mm-hmm. done. And that's where I'm like, I, these guys are, they're gaming you, right? It, it, it's completely about trying to get <clears throat> as many in your bucket as possible. And they don't care if you change your mind and they don't care if they're, you know, the, the Biden campaign is only worried about getting votes for the Biden campaign. They don't give a damn about our county commissioners, right? Yeah. And that was one thing is, yeah, you might be sure who you're going to vote for for president, but there's a whole bunch of people to vote for down ticket of that. And I saw somebody that was like, I don't even know what's going on with the school board race. Then you went too early. You voted and too early. She hadn't voted yet, but she, but that was one thing she had thought, Oh, I need to, I need to look at this race too, which will have a much more significant effect on her children and her life. Probably not her life necessarily. Then, president or even governor necessarily although governor has had a lot to do with how we've lived this year but councilman dickin is saying that they're letting people take their cell phones in if they're voting that may be a local choice or a prestige of being a city councilman choice because my next door neighbor <laughs> had to leave his cell phone he could not bring it in maybe they just he voted this week caring. and said he couldn't have it i don't know i feel like i feel like councilman dickin has some elected officials uh privilege that he doesn't realize he has he doesn't realize he's swaggering in there he doesn't have a um he doesn't have a house in the in in brown county like the like the governor does if you check out the patreon you'll know that story zach spotted it with his very own eyes but uh but you can you can take you can take your cell phone in if you're councilman dickin evidently i heard also that you you might be turned away for not wearing a mask by somebody who's not wearing a mask really yes in this county yes Somebody said they went to vote and that the people that were checking you at the door were not wearing masks, but they were turning people away for not. Well, yeah, because you're not protecting them at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you wear your mask to protect me, and I wear mine to protect you. That's that, I carry a gun to protect me from you, so I don't have to wear. I don't have to wear a mask. Does that logic check out? Are you on board with that, Kate? I saw. I saw today headlines. There was a police officer in South Florida that got in trouble for wearing a Trump mask while working at the poll. Well, that's. Uh, I'm not sure because it's, it's advertising state to state. But yeah. yeah, you're not. Yeah, they're not supposed to let you wear political attire <laughs> into the polling place. Yep. And there's a whole bunch of people that hopefully don't have to take their shirt off their back, but probably are going to have to take their hats off. Yeah. When they go four in. minutes and 34 seconds so far on the Guffy. Guffy <laughs> blog. No updates from the uh, from the story. Uh, Aaron Dickens says uh, he would come down here, but you know, COVID. That's bullshit. I read the paper today that he already had the COVID, so he can't. He can't pretend. 
he can't do. He can't have it both ways. I already had it too, so I'm all right. Yeah, you're immune. You could. I just. I still can't smell anything. You really can't. I really can't. You taste. Yeah, I can taste. Do you feel like you have to wear a mask? No. Five minutes, one second. He is in the building. Whoa! How many rules did you break? Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Get your mic on. No rules were broken. No rules. Did you catch every light as a green light? Because that's at least six blocks away. Six Newcastle blocks. Red lights where? (laughs) Right on red, baby. Oh, Aaron Aaron Dickens says HIPAA. I read it in the fake news courier. Don't even start. I'll say this about poor Dickens. He's talking about it. I get... I got two messages within five minutes of each other from two different streams of information telling me that he had it. <laughs> and five was like, that is, that is so small town. But I literally was getting messages from two different people that came from two different places. Like the, the method of the information getting to me was totally different, but for the same thing that was like, somebody, Hey, do you somebody know about Dickin? Such a small town. Somebody read his chart and somebody was actually told by him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hey, did you hear Councilman Dickens got the COVID and he's not going to make it. Um, it'll be in the paper tomorrow. Oh my gosh. All right. So is it wrong to wait? I don't think so. I, I, I feel like Guffy, you haven't voted yet. Have you? Uh, no, I tried actually on the first day. It was, it was horrible. I waited 40 minutes in line and there's still 20 people in front of me and I had a home inspection I had to go to. Hmm. I'm still waiting to hear if I'm going to work the polls. They said they might not need me. So. <sighs> have you heard anything? Nothing. I got a call from All right, the head well, of a party that said, oh, confirmed. And he said, well, if they, if you don't hear from them, they probably didn't need you. I'm like, if I go in there and it's nothing but like 75-year-old people working the polls, I'm going to be like, you guys maybe <laughs> should have rethought this. Well, so, there's a lot of important people watching this right now. And maybe maybe, yeah. they'll, maybe they'll check it out That's and realize was, that you've mentioned it four weeks in a row. Yeah. Can't get a return phone trying, call. I can't do that. I can't get picked for jury duty. I'm trying to do my civic duty over here. <laughs> Man, maybe that maybe they'll only let you do it if you vote early. Maybe that's how they get you. All right, so there was a debate Tuesday. Was it Tuesday night? I think it was Tuesday night. Mm, yeah, uh, Holcomb, Myers, and Rainwater. Did you guys all watch it? Did you enjoy it? Did you check it out? I did not. Damn it! I saw bits and pieces of it. I was working all the clips. Yep. You're running the. You're busy running the beer fridge in the in the combine. Mm, hauling corn. Hauling corn. Yep. You can do that and drive. That's what I mean. I saw bits and pieces. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Chris, did you catch it? Yeah, I watched the the entire thing. So uh, it was virtual for the first time. Yeah, I mean they were all in the same building, but like a day before they, um, I it sounds like the Myers campaign. Excuse me, got some Dragonfly IPA from uh, Upland coming back up. Uh, the Myers campaign insisted on the virtual debate. Yeah, but I mean they could have easily have spaced six feet apart. It's theater. We've we've been we've been playing this game for a while. Everybody should be good at it. So I mean, I okay, whatever. So it was, <laughs> it, was it was yes, they very much probably could have. It would have been just fine. Um, but uh, they were. It, it didn't have the normal fanfare. There were there was no audience. It was just in the TV studio. Uh, I've been to many, many, many of these, and normally it's everybody's in their seats fifteen minutes ahead of time. You sit there and you wait and you watch and it all happens. And, you know, there's a little bit of applause at the end or maybe a little bit of light laughter. Very different. Uh, I, there were some shots. I think there was one pool photographer there and they were at their podiums. And then they had like on either side of the candidate standing out there looking out. They had monitors so that they could see all of the other folks involved. So they had the, the two other candidates plus the moderator had uh, had their monitor. 
Uh, and then I think they each each candidate had like one or two people there. I, it'd be it'd be tough to do it that way. It, mm-hmm. I, I would much rather be in person seeing them instead of trying to hear it over earpiece. Doing it'd be like doing a satellite TV interview. I think yeah. that's probably an inter, a, an advantage for Holcomb much more than the others where they've where they've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. He's been doing stuff, you know, probably like virtual interviews for months. Right. Well, I'm saying if you've done like a satellite television, yeah. interview, oh, yeah, if, you, if you've done the, those on the regular, they'd be more the like delay. that. Yeah, and now, and maybe being in the building, you don't have as much of a delay. Now I, that, that said, Governor Holcomb's Zoom press conference last week was a complete disaster. So he's, <laughs> uh, it was much uh, much more difficult. Uh, the moderator goofed, goofed up at one point and referred to Doctor Myers and then to Doctor Holcomb, and then Eric kind of jumped into that with uh, with both feet. So he's been Doctor Eric Holcomb all week, <laughs> which has been. Fun. I hang out with enough doctors. I should be considered a doctor. I'm just saying. Yeah, he stayed at a, doc, a Holiday Inn Express. He did. So he's, he did. Now he's in. Yep. <laughs> he's good to go. Um, Rainwater, uh, I think the biggest moment he had on the stage was uh, saying that COVID did not close small businesses. Executive orders did. I think that's, that really stuck home. Mm-hmm. Um, it was blasted by the newspaper saying, you know, you're crazy and you're stupid and things were closed already. Uh, but I think that that's actually something that did connect with an awful lot of folks. Mm-hmm. Um What's the ABC affiliate in Indianapolis? WRTV? Is it RTV6? They had a, uh, you know, one of those polls where you have a a react, a heart, a a like, a a laughter or whatever. And in their response, and I I know that the the, at least the Rainwater campaign asked people to respond, but they had like 2,500 in favor of Rainwater and like 300 in favor of Holcomb Mm -hmm. and 200 in Church of Woody. It was so far off the charts. Unreal. The next day after the debate, there was a there were I think there were some uh, some clips that the same news outlet grabbed, and like forty five minutes after the fact, the uh, the rainwater campaign had had like seventy five shares on something, and the other between the two of them had three shares. Yeah, I mean it, it at least on the online side. And I would say strong. too, I've noticed. I mean, call me biased, I guess, but I have seen a lot of rainwater yard signs. I mean. More than I expected. In Henry County. To be, well, no, I've really seen, anywhere. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some in Delaware County. I was taking the back road to uh, Mowgli's pet class, and yep. I saw at least like five on the back roads. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I've okay. been hauling corn all week, and I've seen, I see it all the way over to Winchester. Yeah. So. My understanding is that every every county got at least 50. Mm-hmm. And pretty much every county is organized and has people out there, and there's a demand. I think 13,000 of them were distributed across the state, which is big. I mean, they've yeah. I don't know what the number is going to be. It's very possible that we have a Jesse Ventura type of election here. It's also very possible that doesn't happen. Uh, but it's, it's a real, there's, there's a lot of smoke. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of smoke. Uh, other big question that came up in the, in the debate was uh, Myers said no expansion to constitutional carry. Hey, did that, does that stri- strike you at all? Holcomb yeah. said he's cool with red flag laws. Rainwater said, shall shall not be infringed essentially yeah there was a lot of division on guns which i was not expecting yeah yeah it seemed like uh rainwater again uh for me uh, as far as the second amendment goes he definitely won that won that debate too and and everywhere else that i've heard him talk about it he seems to be uh, pretty like-minded so the uh the indie star had a couple of articles that we linked in the uh we linked in uh the show notes if you're a patron you get uh you get those every week um but basically, 
Holcomb, the only guy he engaged with in the debate, he, he really ignored Myers, mm-hmm. but he engaged with, uh, with Rainwater. Yeah. Um, which was very interesting. What, what, seeing a third party <clears throat> candidate do that and get that, uh, level of attention was just, it's a, this is the race of the year. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't even like, I can't tell you if I've seen, if I've seen a Woody Meyer sign, it's in somebody's house that's got nine other Democratic. It's, it's got the full, the full roster. I, I haven't. And luckily I live this like, most people would say it's ridiculous, but most of the time on the TV at my house is kids shows and they're being streamed. So I have seen almost no political ads. I wouldn't, couldn't tell you he's like, I bet there are people that don't know who he is. that don't know, like who's a Democrat candidate for governor. And they probably don't know. Yeah. And there might be some people that like are real out of the loop that might guess that, well, I see Holcomb signs. And I see rainwater signs. So it must be rainwater. There might be, I should be people that think that based off signs. You just don't know. Did yeah. he actually run? Like, did he care? Or did he just, I mean, they put his name on the ballot as like, well, we'll throw him out there. And I think he's trying to get on some, from talking to somebody that said that back in the day, he was a huge figure in public health. Mm-hmm. But it was, a, it was like during the AIDS crisis. Yeah. Back in, he was and, the, the Dr. Box role that you see, uh, now yeah. in the, in the governor Holcomb administration, he was that for Evan yeah. Bayh. That was, that's how long and, ago it's been. But that's, yeah. Been but that's been so long ago. And I'm just, I just like, uh, he hasn't, he hasn't seemed to try. Like I just don't, and he, I don't, maybe he can't get a commercial spot because sparks and hail have bought them all. But it's, yeah, I'm just like, is he even, so yeah, if I were Holcomb, I wouldn't worry about him. I would be worrying about rainwater. Because He's out of money. Uh, Woody Myers uh, at the last uh, reporting period, Woody Myers was, has less money on hand, significantly less money on hand than, uh, than, than, than rainwater did. Uh, it, yeah, it's crazy. You don't. You don't have to be over two hundred grand. You don't have to look very far in any of the comment threads, though, um, under any of those posts that people complaining about the third party splitting the Republican ticket. What are you? What are your thoughts on when it comes down to that? I, I think this year has been really easy. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Republican governor has been operating as a Democrat the entire time, yeah. so they. They, you know, they should be happy. And that's, that's yeah. his entire strategy at this point is will enough, will enough Democrats flip to support Holcomb to see yep. them. That's, he's losing his right side. You know, he's lost the, you know, the guy that ran for on the conservative side for governor multiple times, Eric Miller of Advance America, uh, tied in significantly with a bunch of, uh, church groups. Mm-hmm. He's sending out daily emails with his little checkbox, their, their voter guide or whatever were, They've got like seven issues that Rainwater agrees on and the other two don't. So yeah. it's, you know, check, 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 Rainwater, nothing for Holcomb. Yep. That, that's unheard of. Yeah. Unheard of. I was going to say, so at my work, uh, there's a lot of very straight Republican voters and we got to talking and obviously they're going to vote Trump because that's just what they do. And I got to talking to them and I'm like, oh, who are you voting for governor? They're like, oh, I don't even know who's running. And I was like, you should probably look into this. And immediately, two out of the three came back and was like, I'm voting Rainwater. It's like, maybe you should look at Libertarians down ticket. Maybe you should, maybe we should check, do this. Check more of them out. Yeah. It's, just, it, it's astounding the, to me that so many people know who the presidential race is. Yeah. But they don't know who the governor is, the county. and the. Well, I remember from 2016 walking in, you could tell their people that that's the only race they cared about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. they, they're literally, they, they would literally ask, all I want to do is how do I vote for Trump? Yeah. That would be literally the way they would go in. And I was just like, Oh man, there's so many other. Yeah. And I'm, I know I'm, I'm locally, there was a, a local election that the result of, I thought was like a joke. And I was like, this is people that just weren't paying attention. Because, 2016. Yeah. So 
talking about the. She was probably 2018, but people don't care about for that. That happens 18, happens 16. Yeah, but I was. Well, heck, the corners race in 16 probably got, got mm-hmm. some people's attention with the way that went for now. Well, heck, the when 2019 when I ran, the last guy at the polling station just went in, voted, came out, was like, I don't even know who the guys on my ballot were. And me and Jerry were standing right there. I introduced him <laughs> to them. Yeah, it's like. He walked, he walked right by you guys. That was the only race on his ticket. What? Uneducated. So how did you know who to pick? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who these, uh, these guys were. I just didn't vote. I, I did see another comment at one point where it was it was Holcomb, Rainwater, and uh, Dr. Woody. And it said, uh, the lady said, uh, I don't know who the other two on the right are, but I didn't vote for the guy on the left. That's what the comment was. <laughs> Gold. Thanks. So- Talking, saying I didn't vote for Holcomb. They, yeah, they just didn't vote for Holcomb. They just voted for one of the other just two pick guys. Somebody else. Yep. Hell with it. Stick it to the wall. See what, yep. see what works. Yep. Oh, what an unbelievable year this is going to be. Mm-hmm. About a week and a half left. Start to start. That's almost time to start thinking about who you're going to vote for. <laughs> you going to be done uh, done harvesting uh, stuff by election day, Cade? Um, I'm really hoping so. We're getting pretty close. Um, got about eight or nine hundred acres of corn left. Um. Almost 300 acres of double crop beans to cut. And, you're, uh, you're so wealthy. You've done bean twice this year. Yeah. You've done beans twice. <laughs> yeah. Just printing money. over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, and we do, we did get our uh, first hemp crop done and harvested. Did you smoke it? And I didn't, I didn't, I'm not allowed to. How does this work? No, no jokes. This is, this is the very first year you've had legal hemp opportunities. Yep. Did you have to buy new equipment? What? How does this it's, go? It's been a real big, it's been a learning curve, but uh, because we've got so many years under our belt growing produce, uh, we had a lot of the machinery needed and we just kind of uh, retrofitted everything to work for us. Adapted over? Yep. So did you hide your <clears throat> hemp field so that you wouldn't get hassled? With yeah. Francisco? Yeah, kind of. We kind of did that. We kind of hid the location and we just had it, you know, behind a cornfield and behind some other things. And we didn't really talk super publicly about it all the way through the summer just because I don't. I don't want to have to go out there and defend it all night, but it, that would, that does <laughs> but seem it would like have been fun. that'd be a good, good way to write off some night vision or something. Woody but, probably wouldn't have let you do it, but the other two might've. Yeah. Just don't be crazy when you, <laughs> when you start talking about it, you could have got a killer drone to do that. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, we, we got, I mean, we got it planted in the spring and, and kind of watched it grow uh, all summer long. Uh, we had a third party uh, testing facility that we would clip samples and then dry and then send it off to be sampled to make sure that you were going to be in the right range. Yeah, if if you go if you go above a certain percentage on the THC, uh, guys in helicopters repel down <laughs> into your field, and then they force you to uh, burn burn it at gunpoint. That's what I'm told. I don't yeah. know if that happened or not. Yeah, they probably probably take out your firstborn kid too. Yeah, at least your dog. At least your dog. Your dog, at least your dog, your dog would dog. take your <laughs> yeah. dog would be gone for sure. Yeah, the way the ATS been going this year, <laughs> they for sure take your dog. So how? do how do you get your seed? So um, we, the, there's a company that we we sell it to and they start the plants. So when we get them, they're about a foot tall. So you didn't have to get a planter. No, you they just, were, all, they were already made started. Knocks and cannon go out there with a spoon <clears throat> and plant them. No, we've got a We've got a planter that you ride on. It's a water wheel and uh, it's on raised beds of plastic with irrigation, drip tape irrigation under it. And it pokes holes and you just have people ride and you put the flat, of plants in your lap and mm-hmm. then you it pokes a hole fills the hole with water and then you stick the plant in the hole and then kind of cover it with your hand and you just drive real slow and then we plant we planted five thousand plants by hand oh my god yeah Ugh. 
So that were and it it worked out pretty good. I mean, that's what we're used to with with the produce and the tomatoes. This is how, and peppers this is how and you grow your other plants yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. When we just we just scaled that part back. We didn't grow as much produce this year. We we kind of went out on a limb. We're going to try this uh, this hemp production for CBD and see how it works. So, are, are you going to be driving semi trucks full of hemp? We already product? yeah we already did to the. Uh, it was, was going like, to grain silo? It was like Smokey and the Bandit. I bought a Trans Am. <laughs> <laughs> you put it in duffel bags? What do you, what do you, how do you transport this? No, so This newly incredibly legal product. So like I said, we used a third-party testing facility to kind of let us know THC levels as the plant, plants mature. Uh, once we think we're close enough to harvest, we call Purdue and say, hey, we think we're ready to plant. We're ready to harvest. They come out with the state chemist and, and have samples set off. And then... 10, 10, 10 to 14 days later, we had uh, the okay to go ahead and harvest. So then, uh, so the state told you it was okay at that point. Yeah. Okay. So, well, after is the day that they test it, you can start harvesting. But there's like a 10 to 14 day drying period they expect you to go through. Um, but after we got the okay to go ahead and harvest, um, you basically by hand with big lopping tools, you lop every plant off and lay it down. And we threw it in a trailer and uh, we took everything to the produce barn there on three and then from there we packed it all in boxes and put them in a box trailer so you don't do any processing of it yourself you take the whole plant well we we tried so we had the option of what's called bucking and once you take the whole plant and you get it to where you're processing it you pull all the all the the stems off of it and then we had a board with holes drilled in it and you'd push the stem through that hole and then yank it all the way through and it would pull all the biomass off. So the flower and the leaves, all that would come off. And then you would just have a bare stem, which is worthless for what they want for the CBD. Nobody wants the stem. They want everything else. Yeah. They just want the leaves and the flower. So the leaves matter as well, not just yes. the flower. Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, we tried that for two or three boxes and it took us four hours to get through about a fifth of a trailer load. And a trailer load was a tenth of what we had to do. <laughs> so it was going to be way too time time intensive for us to do it with no more help than we had. So we ended up calling the, calling the people we were taking it to and said, Hey, what are our options? And they said, you can just cut the limbs off the main stalk and then put them in a box and then keep the boxes cool, put them in a trailer until you got a trailer full and then bring them down to us to Indy. Does the money change? Like, is it more money if you process it more? Yeah. You, you, you we would have made more money if we would have bucked every, every stem right. and, and just sent just the biomass. But this but, is how you learn. Yeah. Right. You, it, you, we were just learning on the fly. Yeah. So it, we, it was just too much work. Now you know how many guys you got to have set or how many yep. folks you have to have to, mm-hmm. to be able to do the, the bucking. Yep. And get through it. So we got everything out of the field, processed in the shop there, put in a box truck. Sent to Indy, uh, they got a big warehouse where they dry everything down, and then they press it to get the CBD oil. And then once they put that in barrels, uh, we're going to wait until January, February when the market peaks, and then that's when we sell it. So you get it back. You've paid them to process it. No, no, no. They're, they buy. They've they've bought it. They've bought the biomass. Okay. So we know how many pounds it is. We'll know how much CBD oil it makes. Okay. And they're going to hold it until peak peak market season. And then once that happens, they, they pay us a fair price for it. And then they use it for selling it for whatever products need to be made. With you get it. a certain chunk of whatever it gets sold for and mm-hmm. they're going to sit on it to, cause it helps them and it helps you. Yeah. Cause it's, it's almost like a 50, 50 partnership. So they get half what it's worth. We get the other half for, for growing it. So I know it's early in the process. Mm-hmm. You have to, you look at your crops that you're going to plant and you say, well, what am I going to make the most money on per acre? And where, where do I have upside? So 
is this going to replace tomatoes or, or in is, is it more profitable to grow this than it is tomatoes or is it just cool? We we're, we're going to have to see. Um, it's still, it's still too early to know. That's, that's the reason that we took the gamble was, um, when we decided we're going to, we're going to grow it. We knew uh, a roundabout value. Unfortunately, that value has dropped to about half what we thought it was going to be because everybody's doing it this year. Well, and the COVID has made it, has made everything, the markets on everything fluctuate Okay, and it hasn't recovered like corn or soybeans has. So we're still waiting to see. That's why we're going to wait till January, February, where typically that market picks back up. And then that's when we'll sell it. Interesting. Very interesting. Yep. So hopefully, can, can I mean, we, at, at least, hopefully, at least we break even. But there's a possibility that we don't break even, we'll actually lose money on it. So just like anything else. Isn't farming just and there's no joy? There's no insurance on that stuff. <laughs> Can't quite do that yet. Yep. So so you guys do grow your own produce as well. Because mm-hmm. everybody talks about harvest and they get all excited about the corn and the soybeans coming out. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, you get to drive your big tractors. Mm-hmm. But you guys have been selling stuff that's come off your ground since June, July, August. Oh yeah, right. Yep. You've been harvesting constantly. Yeah, yep. Is it is that is that really is that something to keep you busy and a little extra income, or is that also oh yeah significantly profitable yeah. compared to the others? Yeah, it's it's very profitable. I mean, it's it's when you when you've got a farm, a modern farm like we do today, you can't always go out and rent or buy more ground to farm more ground. It's it's actually kind of hard. Um, so the way things are, as far as market volatility goes, what you want to do is uh, diversify. So that's why we have the cattle. That's why we have the row crop. That's why we have the produce, the pumpkins, the hemp, all that stuff all together. You know, if one part of the market's bad one year, then hopefully the other parts of the market make up for it. That's the pumpkin world. Really good. You guys are overrun with them. <laughs> I looked out today and I don't think there's a square inch of ground out there. That's not covered in orange. Yeah. Yeah. You guys grow those oh, yourselves. Yeah. Yep. You're out there chomping pumpkins. Yep. And two hundred, two hundred north. You drive west of three, and you'll see the you'll see the field. Guffy yeah. almost lived out that way, but then he just said he's going to move to Muncie. Jerk. <laughs> I think I've run past that. Field. No, I tried to buy that house on uh, Western <laughs> Road, but the person that ended up buying it ended up waving the home inspection. So uh, <laughs> it was not going to be me. Crazy yeah. times. Not going to be me. So, do you guys sell uh, anything pumpkin spiced over there? Um. I don't. There's some donuts, right? Here, well, we've week. got some vendors that come in. I'm sure there's some body lotions and stuff. That I thought are there was like spice. some pumpkin spice donuts or something y'all have had this week. Yeah, we had some pumpkin spice donuts this week. But doesn't have does it have anything to do with your pumpkins? No. no. Did you know that uh, it's just the cake batter? The Kogers are very generous people. Whenever you fix their farm equipment, okay. Um, because we fixed. Are you, wait, is this a kickback? Are you going to admit to a crime? <laughs> no. Did you no. get somebody in front of somebody else? Nope, nope, uh, no. So Cade's dad brought it in uh, off of his dryer board. He needed it fixed. We fixed it. Mm-hmm. Did uh, you did you jump in front of the Chapmans? Because we like the Chapmans around here too. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Kate got his stuff fixed. Next thing I know, here comes L and K Donuts coming grease. to the front door. You just gotta grease everybody with grease, some donuts. Greasing those wheels. I, I really <laughs> know. I know how to I do read it. A few people got some donuts this week. Yeah, I would think that the more stuff you have too, you probably get people to come in and they want to pick up some beef, and then they're like, "Oh, look, this mm-hmm. this stuff here." And then yep. the donuts are always right there next to the checkout, and like, "Oh, look at those." And I mean, really, while we're on it, just uh, just big shout out for the whole community. Uh, we've had a really really good year out there with the produce. Um, all the vendors that we've had on the lot, it's just kind of been our way to 
reach out for local businesses that are hurt by everything happening with COVID. Oh, it's, it's been another gear this year. It's, yeah. it's been like a street market yep. in, in the parking lot because we knew as soon as all this happened and they started shutting businesses down, we've got to do something because this is going to hurt us. It's going to hurt everyone around us. And the best way we could, we could think to help everyone in the community was to offer, you know, the extra space that we have on the lot. If you've got a small business, um, come down and, and hopefully our crowd will support you and your crowd will support us. And we'll just have a, a big community, you know, weekend with, with everybody out there. And it's, it really has, it's worked out really great. It's been like an additional farmer's market mm-hmm. in the community. It's been, yeah. it's been fantastic. I know so, uh, Andrew Bowman came out and he was, uh, it was like tourism. You, you, you guys yeah. were a tourism spot for him. Yeah. Uh, earlier this summer. The big inflatable ear of corn makes it easier for people to find. Yep. yep. With the, the pumpkin, and I'm we're, I'm trying to talk I'm trying to talk uh, management into uh, getting a big Angus cow inflatable cow too. Ooh! So it's too bad the old Max cow isn't floating around. I don't know if any of you guys are old enough to remember that <laughs> Jeremiah Mike. Yes. Guffy, like, that, yep. The one they end up in the middle of the football field. All I'm saying is I'm glad you you pointed out how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're finally starting to realize before. Back in the day, before we had an Arby's, we had a Max in Newcastle, and there was a cow. Yeah, it's where Pizza was. He had a big cow on a trailer, and at one point, somebody towed it in the middle of the football field for a senior prank. But yeah, I was like, oh, that'd be fun to have around. I don't know where it ended up. I think it, somebody bought it and took it somewhere. Mm. That'd be fun to see on the road. My dad's reminding me of the uh, the roasted sweet corn you guys had this year, too. Yeah. That was a, that was a, cool, a, a new it? addition. Yeah. The, uh, the corn roasters. Not a corn baller. That's different. I'm, my last question for you, Cade, mm-hmm. is how do you not blow your wad every November and go buy a new truck? You got all this money. You got to make your money last so, all year long, but it's I, like Friday. The last the fall is like Friday. The last and the first new truck that I bought is paid off. You're so done. why do I need to go buy another one? It, it still runs. It's got 120,000 miles on it. It's, it's a diesel, isn't it? Yeah. Barely broke in. It, does, a, it does everything I needed to do. Yeah. You don't drive it enough. You've had it for like four years. I drive right? it everywhere. You don't try. You don't drive it enough. Oh, that's just everything's local. It's m- yeah, mostly local miles, pulling stuff. Yeah, you don't have. You know, you, you, Zach will put that on a car in like three years of his life. Yeah, yeah. I'm t- trying to think. I bought, I bought my car five years ago, like seventy seven, and it's got one hundred and seventy on it. So I put a hundred thousand miles on it. For, five years. for being a farm truck, it's got very few dents in it too. So it's in. It's still in pretty good shape. You got to threaten guys. So so you have no no. Uh, no temptation. You get you, you fall. You get to the fall. You don't. That's not a. Yeah. That's not a thing. No. All right. I'll say one thing. I've if, heard people say, "Well, I got my loan, my 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 operating loan, so now I can yeah. buy the truck too." No. I mean, I've I've got a lot of fun little toys and hobbies and things that keep me busy. So. I'll tell you what. Diesel trucks are one of those things that if you talk, I know kids this way. Uh, older trucks are better than the new trucks. So he probably would be more likely to go find an old one mm-hmm. than. Brand new ones usually have, they're just getting more and more electronic. And names. anything that requires death, you say, hell no. Get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does the whole reason my father-in-law bought his truck is because it was emissions disabled. Already. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm buying that one. We saw, I saw the market for older tractors now that don't have any of those things has skyrocketed. I mean, things that, things that you wouldn't think are worth a whole lot of money. They're worth a lot of money. I know, somebody asked oh, you about that one time on Facebook and you said that like, an old tractor, something breaks and you'll fix it. Yeah. It'll be back on the back out in like a couple hours. Yeah. A new one breaks and it's like, okay, now you got to make an appointment, mm-hmm. get down to the dealer and hope they can get in. And if it's like this time of year, I bet the dealers are overrun. Oh yeah. With tractors breaking because everybody's using them. 
if it, if it's anything to do with sensors or computers or wiring harnesses or anything like that, I basically can't touch it. It's if it's if it's not a belt or you know yeah. it goes a common like, wear part. It's, it goes like can can I work on it? Can Guffy work on it? Yeah. Can John Deere have to work on <laughs> exactly. it? Exactly. Right? That's, yep. that's basically the three yeah. the three levels. Yep. I will say, like what you mentioned about how older tractors are. I talked to a guy, I think he was in Mississippi, and he's just like, you know, I love these electronics, but damn it, I wish I had my old tractor back. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sir, I guess I understand. I don't wish that because then I'd be out of a job. <laughs> Mechanical injection is very reliable. Yep. I uh, so I had a whole segment based on based on that conversation of uh, of the airing of the grievances because I I was complaining. And I know it's right in your wheelhouse, the same thing. I told the story in the, in the building, but I'll tell a little bit of it here for everybody else. Everybody has a, if your car is a 2007, 2008 or newer, it has a tire pressure monitor sensor in it, TPMS. And they're a bitch because they're going to, the battery is going to die and they're not serviceable. Mm-hmm. They're not user serviceable. And depending upon who you go to, they're going to be like, yeah, it's 75 bucks or yeah, it's 125 bucks to fix the thing. Mm-hmm. You got that in every corner of your car. So it used to be like, Hey, 400 bucks to buy you a set of tires. Now 400 bucks is going to buy you a set of TPMS junk and you got to go buy a set of tires. Yep. Painful. Painful. We've made, and that's a little government intrusion too. Cause they did, auto manufacturers didn't add that. Mercedes probably did that just for fun, but Chevrolet wasn't putting that in every vehicle. Until yeah. Same my, so 05 they had had, my 05 Tahoe has it, but it was like a top of the line for what it was at the time. Yeah. New cars have, it, but they don't tell you, they only tell you if it's low. My Tahoe, at least if they're working, which, I had like one or two left working and now they're not because I think your bad luck rubbed off on me. <laughs> well, um, it would at least give me the pressure at all four corners in the dash display if I wanted it. But yeah, they're all down and I'm like, uh, I didn't want to mess with it. And I think typically you've got to remove the tire from the wheel. You've got to bust the wheel. Yeah. Because yeah, so it's a big, this, the yeah. sensor parts like this big wide thing inside the wheel. Yep. So I, I looked at it. I'm like, okay, I know, I, I know that it's a thing to, to mount and balance your own tires. Right. So, that got me on the YouTube rabbit hole of going, I wonder if you can actually do your own. And you can. And I'm guessing Cade probably already has the shit to bust down his own tires at home. No, I don't. I actually, don't yeah, I still have anything tire related unless I can get it with spoons myself. I got to take it to Greens Fork or Cambridge City or something. Somebody, my brother has one for motorcycle tires. You he can, can swap one, motorcycle tires. But. You can get one for about $35 that you have to anchor in your in the concrete mm-hmm. that had a, it, to do it manually like you would have done if you were in the 1930s working on an Indy car. Yeah. Right. Picture. So you you can do your own tires that way. But I, looking at it, I think you'd tear up your wheels. I'd much rather probably see the guys in mountain by spraying something flammable in there and it hitting yeah. them with the torch. Yeah, and then it explodes. I hope you don't put a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that too, um, but just busting them down and taking them off would be a, a nightmare too. So mm-hmm. I guess I was like, I wanted to do it myself. I could find the sensors for like a, a pack of them, like a four pack is like eighty dollars. Yeah, they're not that expensive. And I know I've had places do them before me before and spend like 35. 35 seems fair. If it's 20 bucks it for the part like a- and, and the labor, you know, but I, I also realize it is a pain in the ass because you've got to take the wheel off. You've got to bust the wheel open. You've got to do the actual programming. You've got to remount. Excuse me. You've got to remount the wheel. And you've also probably got to balance it too because now you've yeah. actually added weight or changed the weight. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a pain. You, I get yeah, that. You would think like what, 12 years into the experiment now and like 15, at least 15. Cause my, like I said, I have an 05 that has it. They, they would have figured out how to mass produce these things a little cheaper and make them still work. They've had as a salesman, 
they have had discipline in the market to not drive themselves to the floor and put a bunch of Chinese ones out there that cost $3 each and you can just buy them cheap for 12 bucks. Some car parts are randomly expensive. Oh yeah. I, I looked at my, uh, and my, my trucks in 08, my Tahoe's in 08 and my, uh, weather stripping on the driver's side dragged my foot across. So the weather stripping is starting to crack a little bit. So I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll order this and, and grab it. A set for left and right is $300. The driver's side alone for the weather stripping is 155 For a piece of red weather stripping. It, some machine cranks out in like seconds. It's insane. Just pumps it out. Insane. Feet, probably thousands of feet of it a day. So there's my area of the grievances. I don't know if you guys got any more. I know, Cade, you probably have one on, on tractor, not being able to work on your own stuff. If you ever, if you ever want to play a fun prank, if you know anyone that works at a auto parts store, you got to call down there and Tell them you've got a 94 uh, Toyota Tacoma and you need a water pump gasket. <laughs> What's that look like? You want to yeah, ask them what it looks like <laughs> to make sure they've got the right part. You want to look that up, Chris? Does Zach know that joke? No, I don't think I do. I know. Oh. I know. I've, I've got I need it. you to look over on the wall. And if you remember the flying, the flying air force. <clears throat> it's pretty oh, similar. yeah. I think, uh, I think this is the right gasket. Can you can you explain to me why that's an air that's, a, that's an engineer had a great time with that that's worth, uh, that's worth so giggling. you're gonna have to put that in Patreon <clears throat> yep put that put that in the Patreon group for us Cade Zach you got anything on the grievance side uh no there's probably always something I could rant about but not too bad like I said my I wish now my tire pressure monitoring sensors worked and but. No, not really. That's yeah. That's an annoying thing. There's all kinds of annoying things in life. But. Mine all work right now. And my problem is, is that I, I think I might have replaced one two years ago, but I know I've got at least two more that are going to go. Delete them. Buy a tuner. Delete them. That's what I did. <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> probably get better fuel mileage too. And the hell with it. Yeah, I can just yeah. You know, I, I have a tuner and I yep. can clear stuff. I can see my water pump. I can say you I can, can read. You can read any code that comes I can, up. I can read it all with my tuner. Yep. I can read, I've got a thing on mine. I can read codes and I can, cause I don't have a trans temp gauge to a camper. So I need to know that. And Chevy puts a trans temp sending unit in every truck, but they don't put the gauge in the cluster. I, I got blank. it. I've got yeah. the train. I've got so the digital readout. Like Escalades got them and some other trucks got them, but I can hook an app to my phone with a Bluetooth thing plugged into OBD two, And I can pull up my trans temp on my phone while I drive down the road. Yeah. But how do you handy. text? I don't text while I You drive. need a second phone. The, gover- second the government made that illegal this year, didn't they? Allegedly. Oh, my gosh. You know, okay, here's an airing. <laughs> Supposedly, it's supposed to be illegal to hold your phone. If a cop just sat plain clothes and just identified people for another, 80% of this town drives around with the phone in their hands from a runner's perspective. Like, I'm seeing it <laughs> up close as they nearly clip me. Well, I, you got to have your phone in your hand ready to take a picture of something crazy. Oh, they're always like staring some runner down. That's in the road instead of on the damn sidewalk. I can't decide which are my favorite. The people that just hold their phone up with no shame. It's like above or the typically older folks below the dash. So, mm-hmm. oh, no, I can't see your phone, but I also can't see your face because it's buried in your lap. Like you're looking down so hard. That's still not as bad as people that drive around with dogs in their lap. Yeah, I, I was, driving, really over, gets under I was driving over to the studio today and I was, it was one of those where somebody was, I was over by Zach. I was, I was coming across. There's a weird five-way intersection at Main Street and Baker Park and something else. I don't know if that's I or Vine or what mm-hmm. the hell road that is. Uh, but there was somebody that I was waiting on, and they couldn't see me. 
because their dog was blocking their view. Yeah. They couldn't see. They literally couldn't see me. So I was waiting on them. And finally, they figured it out. Sorry, Christy. <laughs> I know she's she drives with her dog. In her yeah, but she doesn't have a real dog. It's a little tiny thing that wouldn't block her view. One this, of my, was, this is a boxer. That's even worse, though. They, you never <laughs> know when they're going to spaz just out. Lose them underneath the fat gas pedal. <laughs> I'm always when they drive by me like that. I'm always waiting. To like I hope your dog doesn't jump out of your car. Yeah. And then when you my run luck, your own dog, with my luck, you'll swerve into me and the dog trying to grab the dog because they'll <laughs> lean over. My favorite was there's a couple back in the day when I was a kid that they drove around. Husband drove. Dog rode shotgun. Wife rode in the back seat. The wife rode in the back so the dog could get the window seat. Were the kids right. in the back? No kids. Think? They were older. Oh. Like retired. Well, he's probably just tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Producer Chris, you got any grievances? Left lane drivers, anything like that on your grand tour coming back? No, no. Um, it was, we, we were pretty, pretty solid. Um, it was kind of hot when I was down there. And obviously we went to Universal Studios to see Harry Potter World, which I was probably extremely excited about. But we had to wear a mask the whole time and it was a little hot, but did you not realize that if you're drinking beer, you were safe? I know, but I didn't really want to drink beer because it's like 90 degrees out, and I was just like, ah, I'm bottle not, of water. I'm not something, something. I should. Well, I did have a butter beer, so you got to have one of those when you're done there. Exactly. You have. How to. was it though? Was it pretty fun? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so we we watched some YouTube clips about where we should go first, and we went to the right into Diagon Alley. If you're familiar with Harry Potter world, where you and buy your magical brooms and shit, where we did actually buy our wand. Um, but anyways, it's like the silk road on the dark, dark web. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so there was nobody there because they all wanted to go to the rides and Paige and I luckily are, we're not ride people. So you're old. So we went to Diagon Alley and very, very loose lit people. And then we were like, Oh, well let's go over to Hogsmeade, the new other place. And we went over there and when we first got in there. You're like, Psh- everybody's just stacked on top of each other and social distancing. Yeah. But, and then we waited, I think we only waited 20 minutes in line to get our food and then 20 minutes to actually get the food once we got set down. So can you go and have a wand selected? You actually can. And so we didn't do that because I think we went to the wrong one. Explain this to me. Cause I've only watched I feel like that's, that'd be the only reason I would go. Yeah. Yeah. The, the wand picks you. <laughs> yeah. The, the wand chooses the wizard, Mr. It's like Potter. The, it's like the Indy 500. <laughs> <laughs> so but no the track you, picks that's winner you can have that and since of since covid is happening um online it actually says it's a private event for your party so like mm. they bring you and your party in real quick and they then they make it whereas po- pre-covid it was you'd get a group of people in generally they would choose a kid and then make it just a big big show mm-hmm. so but it was wonderful so cool. you can use COVID to your advantage and make sure that you win. Absolutely. Rig you it can. for you. <laughs> Take your kids. Incredible. I'll remember that. Yeah. And then uh, I did get to go deep sea fishing. So went about six miles off the coast and caught some snapper group. Which, which side did you go? The golf. It was, so it was like 50 feet yeah. deep. I was like, he's like, oh yeah, we're about six miles out. I was like, how deep are we? He's like, 50 feet. What? I've, been, I've done that at Summit Lake with Jer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deeper. The only, the only difference is there's not sharks you in Summit Lake. And you can't see land. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... it's pretty far. I've not taken my boat to the point where I can't see shore anymore. That would be a little sketchy. So, But it, it was really fun. We had a good time. So this Saturday, we're living my dream. <laughs> we are leaving. Who are you? Yes, yes. I have long contended that the girls always get to have the fun. 
and they immediately like within this happens every time. It's like they were expecting an engagement within a week and a half. They're they're dress shopping. Yeah, after absolutely. an engagement, yeah. it happens every yeah. damn time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the guys never get a day. So you have invited a select few. Yes, I have created a group on Saturday, and we are going to go tux shopping. We're going to go tux quotes. shopping. Um, basically, the plan is we are going to celebrate and go to a bunch of local craft beer places and drink flights and just get uh, slightly buzzed and hammered. Will we remember to find a bow tie or something? Uh, I believe we're going to say yes to the porter. Yes to the porter. The bow tie porter. So that's what we're doing. That's the deal. I know. It's going to be exciting. You haven't ever met Jake, have you? Oh, well, you met him at the... Yeah, I met him in the, at the dark alley once that one time. Well, the, You made me look at his Harry Potter room. The walk. The walk. <laughs> it was the only wedding I've been in. The groom picked the tuxes and then... We literally went to different stores all over the state, got measured, and then your tuxes showed up where we were. See where the wedding was. We're actually we're 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 just doing khakis, white button up shirt, um, suspenders, bow tie for the grooms, and I'm going to be wearing a tie. How many grooms are there in this wedding? Mm, four. Damn, not groomsmen, grooms. You said oh, grooms. There's How many four grooms? of us. There's four of us. We're we're very, <laughs> you know. I don't want to marry your woman. Well, she's yours. I'll. Well, then I'll be assisted to the regional groom. I don't want to be the groom. <laughs> too bad. Too bad. It's uh, we're we're the reverse Mormons over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final uh, final items here. I I watched a trilogy. It was a little late, but uh, the Ayn Rand movie or Ayn Rand book Atlas Shrug has a three part trilogy that's out, uh, and it was done. I think they released a movie in 2011, 20. 14 and maybe 2016. I've never, I saw the first movie because it was a really big deal in the, in the Liberty world at the time. And then I was like, okay, it was fine. It, I, it got me interested enough that I actually bought the audiobook, and I got through like half the audiobook, and I went, Oh my God, I can't do this anymore. It's like a 700 page book. book. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. It's like, it's, it's a very intense book to read. So I'm like, okay. Sarah has been listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. She's been binge listening this entire thing. Turns out that young Tim Durham is in Hollywood and he is working on all these different movies and he's got an IMDb. I went down the rabbit hole, as I often do, and he worked on Atlas Shrugged Part 1. He was an assistant. So I'm like, oh, Sarah and I can watch this. I'll get back into it, try to find it, whatever. It's on YouTube TV. All three things in the series are there. And I'm like, all right, this will be fine. I watched the first episode and you kind of, it's, it's okay. It's, it's about liberty. It's about, you know, kind of a dystopian world where things are screwed up and the government isn't functioning. And, you know, it's very, very much watching it in 2011 and then watching it in 2020. In 2020, you go, oh my God, a lot of this looks like the current world. Like it's broken. Things aren't, you know, there's shortages. There's all this crap happening. The world's not functioning correctly. And this is this is kind of hit home more than I expected it to, and it's a you know one of the key characters is in the steel industry. I'm in the steel industry. They're building a bridge. I build bridges. There's like all this stuff. I'm like I have to watch this. Yeah. So I watched the first one, and then you get to movie number two. They recast everybody. Mm. Everybody's different. So now it feels more like a play where it's you know it's an adaptation of a book, and they and there's some people you recognize, but they've recast everybody. So the guy that plays uh, Howard Hamlin in uh, the Breaking Bad sequel, Better Call Saul, 
he's in it. He play he's a character. There's there's recognizable people in the movie. Um and then I'm like, all right, well, that was that was last night. I went ahead and I binged the third as well and knocked it out. So I got an entire trilogy done in so it's about four and a half hours worth of movies, maybe five hours in a night and a half. But it was exhausting. Kind of worth watching though. I, everybody rates it terribly. It is the worst rated trilogy I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if you guys have seen any of these films or not. The last one made a half million dollars in the in the theaters. <sighs> nope, I've never seen it. <laughs> it was it was rough, but it, there were some. It, they spent money. It was well. It, the third one was a little rougher than the others because there was a lot more like high end orchestra junk instead of what they had done previously. But it was you know there were big there were relatively big budget uh, films. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jethro Bodine from uh, from the uh, the True Carey show. Diedrich something is his name. Uh, he was in the second movie as well. Um, yeah, half a million dollars though. Is that's people like accidentally going. Yeah, yeah. It's incidentals. Yeah. So it's on it's on the YouTube TV. I think it's in other places as well. So it. But in the politics age, I thought the third one was actually was better. The story was wrapped up a little better in the third one, which you would hope it would happen. Um, but it's just a. I've never worked so hard to watch a trilogy, and I, I was like, I'm not. I want to finish it. I was completely committed to finishing the thing. But I, it was so damn hard of going back and saying, okay, who was this guy in the first movie? And then this is what he looked like in the second movie. And then the third movie, it was this person. And you could kind of figure it out. But it was it was work. That would mess with my head. I mean, it was enough for me. I watched. I finally watched Hamilton when it came on Disney+. Plus, and somebody had said, watch it with subtitles. And yes, watch yeah. it with subtitles. Because it, the way you cast it, it's brilliant. But you can't look at somebody and say, oh, this is who this is. Like the guy who plays, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of one of the Thomas Jefferson, maybe. I think the guy looks, he plays looks, like two different characters. Yeah, he looks like Randy Moss. It's like, well, it's, I'm like, okay, I'm, yeah, he plays different characters. And so I'm like, and when I got in Hamilton, they're all minorities as well. Yeah. They're, so they don't, you know, they're all playing white men, but they're, they might be a woman. They might be, they might be, a, you know, so it's like in South America, at least when the subtitles, it then tells you who's speaking part of the time. But when I got done, I was like, this is brilliant. But yeah, that was part of my brain power had to be used to like, okay, who's talking now? And who is this? And some, most of them I got pretty quickly, but some of them I didn't. But so I like, assume I'm the only one in the room that's actually watched these movies. And this is like the most unuseful. The, the last movie was released like five years ago. So this is not timely at all. <laughs> well, Other than it being election week, it has, you know, and, and there are a lot of folks in politics that took their inspiration from these movies. This is not at all time sensitive. But have you guys seen these at all? I didn't even, I've never heard of them. Nope, honestly. Atlas Shrugged, one part one, part two, and it Atlas sounds Shrugged, familiar. Like who is John? Maybe Paul. I should have heard about it. But. Ron Paul and Glenn Becker in the third one. Really? Yeah. Uh, Juan Williams is in them. Uh, Bob <clears throat> Beckel. I mean, they they basically went to Fox News and said, "Hey, can we borrow some people?" Hmm. Uh, and they were they were all in it, you know, doing live commentary, kind of like you'd see uh, in other more modern uh, modern adaptations of things. Uh, so anyway, it was. Yeah, it was interesting. So what I want to know from you guys is there is anything that you've just powered through or like the hell with it. I'm finishing it. A series you're pissed off about. You've watched it and you're just going to finish it and not, not put it down because you want to say, yeah, I finally got through it. I know how the story ended. If there is, it's not. It's been like before I had kids, which was before binge watching was a thing. I think I'm currently I'm currently working through The Sopranos. Yeah, I never watched it before, and I'm like in season three or four now. 
Is it going well? Are you happy about it? Or are you? I like, mean, ups, ah, ups and downs. We're like, gonna watch another damn episode. There's, there's like three. Shit. It'll go like three episodes, and it's like, ah. and then finally you'll have one episode, and you're like, oh, that was great, and then three episodes. Ah. It's just kind of up and down right now. Producer Chris, before Paige came around, you had you had a lot of time. Yeah, I I, I binge watched a lot. <laughs> Is there anything you just watched out of spite? Like, screw you, people! I'm finishing this. So, the last season of Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. I don't know if anybody yeah. else watches it but like infuriating you know, the first few you're like gosh this is so freaking amazing i yeah and then you're like you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and then you're like that was fucking stupid yeah <laughs> they really hurried it along didn't this they? episode sure will be rated e for explicit yeah. I was, hey, it's, after, it's after eight o'clock. It's after eight o'clock. Yeah, he, did, he did at least wait till after eight o'clock. But I was just like, wow. And I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna. I was like, I'm committed. I'm watching it now. Uh, you know, I've already invested five seasons prior, so I'm like, all right. And then also Arrow. I would say Arrow near the end. I started to to push through just just to get it because it connects to different TV shows that I were I was liking. So Mike Broyles says Bosch. Bosch is his labor of love. Watching that, I think that's on Amazon. If I remember correctly. I remember the uh, yeah. So oh, here, here's the other one that I'm probably going to finally force myself to finish. It's on the list, and I really enjoyed it in the beginning. Was Man in the High Castle? Oh yes, like I was just thinking seasons, that. Yeah. yeah, the first two seasons of it were captivating, and I've not finished it. So that's ba- that's there. based on if Nazi Germany had won World War II. If, if yeah, if it, the Axis powers yeah. had won. Yeah. So it's a parallel universe. Yeah. Uh, with the Japanese controlling the West the Nazis controlling the East mm-hmm. and then the Rocky mountains being like this middle ground of yeah. anarchy. Really interesting. It show. looks interesting. I haven't started it, but I've like, yeah. I've seen it and I thought well, that might be kind of cool. Yeah, the problem is, is that they release stuff and it takes a couple of years for it to come through. Like it, for, you, you go year to year and then you lose track. Yeah. And I guess house of cards. I never finished house of cards either. After the Kevin Spacey issues, I mm-hmm. never did go back to house of cards and finish it up. Cause it, I, I was kind of out anyway when it got, I've never finished house of cards. Yeah. So that's another one, but that's, that, that's, I guess that doesn't count because it was the ones you forced yourself to finish. Not the ones you've just left abandoned on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. So. I'm real bad. I just don't, I don't watch that much. I'm like, I've got the uh, time and attention span for YouTube and that's about it. <laughs> I watch some YouTube videos and I can, I, I can tell you what you can seriously just like, if you on Facebook or YouTube, you just divulge into a dark, dark, deep hole. And I was you're just, just like, telling somebody about Facebook has the rabbit hole, which is you click on a video yeah, and then all of a sudden you're in a pipeline of videos. You can just scroll down forever and they're, they do a good, and the algorithms are maddening, but intelligent yeah. at times. And you're like, like and next thing you know, you're like, it's 45 minutes has gone by. I started <laughs> with a 45 second video of a cat and I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching a cat with weapons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watch a lot of like, do it yourself videos. And then yeah. next thing I know, it's like ink masters on. I'm like, Oh, I gotta see what this one is. Yeah. The worst portraits. And you're like, Oh, that was freaking God awful. Okay. Oh, back to DIY, do it yourself. And you're like, Oh, this is okay. Next thing you know, like Zach said, 45 minutes, hour later, you're like, shit, where did that time go? There were a lot of folks agreeing that Bosch is excellent. Maybe we'll have to add Bosch to the uh, to the hit list at home over the winter. That's the time of the year we get into it, too. We're busy in the summer. We're, you know, we're off doing stuff. Wintertime, I, I kind of do long for the Saturday and Sunday of just sitting at home and doing nothing. We can do a little binging. But uh, there's a few folks in the chat that say Man in the High Castle is worth it. Mike Royals coming in with the uh, the over 60s comments. Uh, 
Playboy on Prime with you. Hefner. <laughs> 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 and Mike's retired. And he gets to collect Social Security and watch you Hefner videos. I look forward to having Mike's life someday. I started. It sounds good. Years ago, I started watching The Americans. And then I got, I think, like a season mm-hmm. into that and just ran out of time. I was like, I just don't have time to, like, I literally am so domesticated. I usually watch TV while doing dishes. So. <laughs> Yellowstone sounds like it's a big one too. I've yeah. heard a lot of folks talking about Yellowstone this year. We just started Evil on Netflix. It's pretty good. I started watching uh, somebody's Netflix has got one or Disney Plus has one of the right stuff. I thought it was the movie the right stuff about the space the Mercury space right. program, and now it's like their own mini series. So I've kind of gotten into that, and I'm waiting for the Mandalorian to come out. I do not. Yeah, that October thirtieth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, boy, yeah. It's my birthday. I love that one. Yeah, you boy, know how old yeah. I am, but that's that's my birthday gift to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do at fifty I, and watching the Mandalorian, but okay. <laughs> I did watch a um, little fanboy group with uh, with a couple of other gentlemen in this town over the West Wing, and HBO had a West Wing special, and we just complained to each other about how disappointing it was. Because it was a stage adaptation of something that they already did. Basically, they reread a show standing together. It wasn't any new material. Yeah. So they reread one. Did I hear they're rebooting that, that. I wish. I don't think so. I heard some show there's, like there's that. There's rumor that, of it constantly. Yeah, the, yeah they were going to reboot and with most of the cast. Yeah, I would back. I, it I don't know would how you do that, but. Incredibly, incredibly popular if they rebooted the West Wing. But. There's there's one on um, uh, Amazon, too. I just finished not too long ago. But I think something Hunters. Whether it's it's uh, uh, they're hunting Nazis. That, oh yes, yes, that is really good. It, it's it's really really yeah, good. Yeah, the the yeah. last episode. Are they hunting old Nazis? Like they're old, yeah, and retired. Yeah. yeah. The and last episode will blow your mind. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They find Hitler. No comment. In retirement home. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I, I've never seen it. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. And that's the problem with today. There's a million things to go watch, like Netflix. Yeah. Um, even like, you know, everybody's Disney Plus, like a kid's thing. Although I go back and watch movies from my childhood. But they have like, a, they have interesting documentary stuff about mm-hmm. how, like, how Disney came to be and that whole process. And um, so, yeah, you get, there's a million things to go find and go yourself into your mom says she was a huge fan of Hugh Hefner I learned so much about your mother uh, in these chats every week when you come on I think she um, said she was a huge fan not a Hugh fan I think she's a huge fan of Hugh I think I don't know we'll let her clarify maybe we'll end the show quickly before she can clarify we'll <laughs> <leave it> <laughs> uh, one last thing I was informed this morning that I missed my dog's birthday so I'm a terrible puppy owner uh, Garth is three years old as of yesterday party on Garth so that's something He's one of the most photogenic dogs I've ever seen in my life. Dakota used to show up here too. His dog is also a uh, three. Same, same birthday. Happy birthday, Hank. Same mama. Same, same litter. Same Australia. Same bad decision. We both got, <laughs> we both got the Aussies. There you go. My show notes. All right. Final thoughts. You got anything for me? Producer Chris. Nope. I got nothing. Going once to Cade. Uh, no, I'd just like to say another thanks to the whole community for the summer we've had with the produce and all the vendors we've had come out and support us. Um, that's been really great. It's good to see a community come together for things like that. Uh, you guys see. got a couple more weeks of, uh, of activities, at least. Yeah. The first of November. So Saturday we have Payne's fish and chips coming out. Um, and then all the normal vendors that were there, they're going to be out there too. So if you're not doing anything on Saturday, stop in and see us. So, I mean, do you have beer? No. Damn it. We can't go. Nope. 
Hmm, we might be able to. <laughs> um, otherwise, what if we rolled up with our own six pack? Do you? I mean, I'm not. We're not. I'm, you can. We're not going to say anything about it. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Uh, otherwise, uh, I always have something for sale. Um, I've got a Yamaha. I was going to ask YZ250F. Yeah. It's a 2016. It's in pretty good shape. I got it for sale. Have you mentioned it to Jared Bertram yet? Because it sounds like the kind of thing he needs to buy. Nope, I'm but that's why I'm here. He's dirt bike less right now. <laughs> got rid of all his. It's a really nice bike, though. It's in good shape. So if you're interested, uh, shoot me a message. All right. Zachary. Um, on the gearhead note, just because you went to a lake where you couldn't have more than like 50 horsepower, mm-hmm. um, the Americans just reclaimed the production top speed record for a car. And just I'm just going to mention it because it's so insane um the overall record which is two ways for the olympic or for the uh guinness book is 316 miles an hour but the more staggering thing is there was a breeze so it was a bit of an offset run he hit 331 miles an hour (laughs) in a street car and he ran out of road not out of horsepower so you can't go on a lake in illinois with fourth like 51 horsepower and but you can buy a car built here. Twenty six horsepower is too much in Illinois. Twenty six. I had fifty. That, that was like, double what was allowed. But you can you can go buy a car that goes at least three hundred and thirty miles an hour. On, and it was in street trim on 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 tires, street tires, not special Michelin's. Oh my god! I'm sure they're rated. The guy, I'm sure they're rated for three thirty. Mark, mark another win down for America. Yeah. With a seven mile an hour crosswind that pushed him a whole lane across during the <laughs> ride. He said he wouldn't do it again. And the helicopter was chasing too. I did see some And there was stills. a jet. There was like a jet showed up too. I can't wait to see the video. They had some people out there doing a documentary about it. And uh, if uh, he's on the Marshall Pro podcast talking yeah, about it. Yeah, and I listened to that today. And he talked about how he like he came up with the two and a half page list going over the car of his concerns that he had to have addressed <laughs> before he would do it. Because they they acknowledged like at that speed, he said one of his friends didn't realize he was about to make the run. He says, Oh, if this goes wrong, I'm the reason why you're here because I I suggested you and you don't survive yeah. in a wreck above probably maybe 200 miles an hour if you got like if you slid but the guy's like yeah if something goes wrong he's like I'm going to roll 10 times and you're going to be out of car mm-hmm. it's over but yeah three and if you look on YouTube the video is staggering how fast this car is so I mean that's faster yeah. than a dragster they, they, yeah. they're doing 300 well he, he didn't he couldn't he couldn't apply full throttle till about 250 miles an hour because it would light him up <laughs> so you watch the video and he goes like 190 and then he's he goes building. to 250 and then he finally hammers down and it's not like 251 252 it's like 251 256 260 and it's still climbing like moving Steady. the entire all the wow. way up to 300 and then when he lets off he says he has to let off very lightly you can't just let off and hit the brakes at 300 miles an hour mm-hmm. the car will just go crazy the minute he let off he said the whole car changed oh yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's interesting to listen to him break it down on marshall pro's podcast because he kind of goes through the entire run but there's like a two-minute video that's all it took <laughs> to get up to that speed like a two-minute video that covers the whole run it's is that bonneville salt flats or no they no now the new spot is and they might take him to bonneville but you don't generally want to take a two million dollar car into a salt flat <laughs> is a a highway um out in Nevada, I'm trying to think of what the town is. A town that's got between Las Vegas and the Pahrump, Nevada, and they mark off this road, and that's where Koenigsegg set the record last year. Um, I think Bugatti probably. I'm not sure if they use that road. They have their own test track, but yeah, it's this long stretch of road, and they shut down and made two runs. I was like, that's just that's 500 kilometers an hour in other land speed records. Uh, we, I've learned another another fun little side business for you, Cade. 
We've been talking about weddings. You can rent crap for the weekend. Your kitschy farm crap. Tables, signs that says, I love you. Doors that are just heavy, that have windows on them with crap on them. All of this shit. Whole box truck of it. Uh, we got voluntold that we were going to return it on the Sunday. Even though we had a 250-mile drive home, Danny and I got to drive a box truck 65 miles north, unload all this crap, and then return the box truck 65 miles south so we could drive our 250 miles back home. Um, in that journey, we discovered that there's a hell of a lot of money in renting out this crap every weekend. So great idea if anybody owns stuff that people want to rent. And two, a U-Haul box truck will do 84 miles an hour. <laughs> That's the top speed. Fully wound out. I found out there was one that came ripping across 36 yesterday in Henry County. I heard that, yeah. I bet you could have thrown that with local law enforcement. Yeah, they got to like, they got to over, I think I mean, it's a huge they, county, but they, yeah, they got over to Dark County, They made Ohio. it into Dark County, and I saw that they were, they were clocked at 50 or 60, but somebody, and of course I just skim read it because I don't pay attention to things, but they may have had the tires blown out at that point because I was like, I know for a fact that you can, on a Ford chassis you can get 84 out of it because they did the Sunday. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, those, I think the first I saw that online, they were like Mechanicsburg. Yeah. And then I see them like they got arrested, found the one guy's bleeding in the, in the, the picture in Dark County. I'm like, they almost got to Eldora. Like they were, there. <laughs> that's a pretty good little drive over I mean, there. They went through the wind farm, so they might have gotten clipped by a turbine blade or something that caused them to bleed right yeah. across 36. That is a dangerous stretch you of know, road. You're, they're putting new ones up now. No, 580 feet. Death three, monsters. Three, three and a half kilowatt. Death monsters. Mike says they were doing 45 with one tire. All right, that's enough of this. Uh, for sure, we got a show next Thursday. Uh, it's going to be a the final congressional uh, interview of the uh, series of our candidate series. Uh, we have confirmed Janine Lee Lake, Democrat. We have confirmed Tom Firkinoff, Libertarian. And I have sent an email to the uh, the last contact I had at the Greg Pence campaign. If anybody has a better contact, please let them know that we're looking for him. Uh, I, I looked all over the website. I couldn't really find a phone number to call him or an email address. I could find a donate button, but I couldn't find <laughs> the contact us. So I used the, it's almost like they don't want us to get, a hold it's, of it's them. really difficult. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't know. I, I, I reached out to the last media contact person that I talked to all through the 2018 campaign. Uh, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. We got, uh, we know we have these two. Maybe we'll have three of the candidates. Just act week. like you're hosting a fundraising function here. And he just shows up. If I if I have it down the road at Republican headquarters, he may make it. All right, that's enough of this. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts, like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to wearelibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com.